What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Tuesday, October 1st, 2013, and you guys are listening to episode 129. That's right. I'm going to hit 130 next week. Can't believe how long I've been doing this shit. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for the comments. We're... um going to get right into the show. I got a good show for you guys today, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. I wanted to have this thing out by yesterday, but my wife is in Italy. That's a whole other story. My wife's in Italy with my mother-in-law and her stepsister, and it's been me and the kids, and thank God I'm getting help from my mom, but running into the city doing shows, I didn't even realize yesterday was Monday. I did a show last night at Stand Up New York and somebody was like, I was talking to a comedian and uh, they're like, you know, it's Monday, right? And I had no idea it was Monday. That's how that's how shit's been going so far um, since my wife left on, uh, when, when did she leave? She left on Friday. So yeah, it's been, um, it's been pretty nuts. But anyway, uh, it's October, everybody. October 1st, one of my favorite months. This is October, November, and December, my three favorite months of the year. So I'm excited. This is my kind of weather. I love the fall. You get to wear some sweatshirts and hoodies and nice jackets and leather jackets and, you know, but not too heavy. So you just get to dress nice. It's a very fashionable time of year, you know, and and you, you just, I don't know. It's just summer is great because you're comfortable you know, wearing shorts and a t-shirt, but everyone is kind of dressed like a bum because it's easy to dress like a bum. You just wear some basketball shorts and a t-shirt and you walk around and if you really look at yourself, you're like, holy shit, I'm a grown adult and I'm dressed like a fucking hobo. But October is here. The leaves are changing. They're falling off the trees. Uh, I love this time of year too because when you go into the store, they got their Halloween shit out with Halloween candy and those skeletons and all kinds of shit. And I don't buy any of that stuff because it's kind of ridiculous. But at the same time, I mean, we'll put pumpkins in front of the house, you know, but I just, I just love it. I love it. And, you know, it's, it's the time of year where it's not, it's not too cold in the morning yet. Cause that's the worst when it's cold in the morning though, you know? It reminds you of when you had to go to school and you had to be there at 7 and like you get out of the hot shower and nothing's worse. What's worse than that? Taking a great hot steamy shower but then you get out and you realize it's freezing outside and there's never enough towels to really do it right away. And why do hotel towels work so much better? You ever notice that? Hotel towels, like just the way they are made, they just dry you better. You feel like... You know, it's just a better dry. You get all the crevices, get all nice and dry, and you feel good. My wife buys these nice towels, but they're, like, too nice. And, like, they fucking glide on your wet body, and you're still wet, and then there's fucking fabric on it. Like, I don't need some fucking beautiful towel. I want something I could fucking dry myself with that works. And I love abusing the towel situation in a hotel. Who doesn't do that? You ever do that shit? You abuse it. I remember one time, my older brother said it was one of the funniest things he saw, but um, me and my buddy, 
went down to Myrtle Beach when I was performing. And this was a buddy who was not a comedian. He just came down with me to spend a week in Myrtle Beach with me. And we were, you know, putting up in a hotel, two queen-size beds, hotel room, right down there. We're near the ocean. And um, we kept, like, I always keep the do not disturb sign on the door all the time. I keep the do not disturb sign. Like, I never, like, unless I really need something, I'll call them. And he was the same way. So we just slept in and we would just use towels and then we would get more towels, but we didn't have to make up the room. We would just get more towels. And by the time my older brother got down there for the weekend, we had been there all week, there was a pile of towels next to the door. He said it was so comical. It was literally up almost halfway to the door, like where the knob was. We just had piles of towels. Because in a hotel, you get you got that freedom where you know, use like one towel to dry your balls with. <laughs> use another one to dry your ass. Use another one, you know for your arms you just like there's a basically a towel a nice fresh white great working towel for every part of the body and you just it's just i don't know there's something about it that's better so and my wife's not going to listen to this she'd be mad because she takes pride that we have nice towels but you don't need nice towels you need towels that work a nice towel to me is not a fucking beautiful one you know it's one that just dries you off but anyway, back to the thing. I don't even know what what the hell I was talking about. Uh, I am. I uh, no. I'm happy. What time of year it is? That's what I was trying to say. Uh, great time. Great time of year. My birthday's next month. It's just I don't know. It's just Halloween's coming. That's gonna start playing the horror horror movies every night leading up to it. And it I don't know. It's just it's getting darker a little earlier, which does suck because you feel like. You're losing the day more. In the summer, you could it could be like 8.45, but the sun's still out, so you still think there's a lot of your day where you could get shit done. Now, like 4.45, no, no, I shouldn't say that, not now. Like now it's like 6.30, but pretty soon it's going to get to like 5 o'clock when it starts getting dark. All right, enough of the fucking weather change. Here we go. Uh, my wife's in Italy. Um, apparently, my wife's stepsister, Laura, she travels a lot. And she was going to go with my mother-in-law. And they really wanted my wife to go. They really wanted my wife to go. And my wife's like, I can't, I can't go. And I told my wife, you know, my wife's been through a lot. And, um, you know, when she was like mentioned it, I was like, yeah, go. That'd be, you know, that'd be nice. And, you know, she, w- she wasn't going to go. And then finally it was like, listen, go. You know, I leave a lot with work and, and I'm doing shit with comedy. Go, you know, have a good time. And, you know, I knew it was going to be tough with kids you know, with the kids, but, you know, they, they, they really wanted her to go, so she's in Italy now until, I think Sunday, yeah, it's Tuesday right now, I pick her up from the airport on Sunday, and the the hour difference, we're trying to FaceTime, the six hour difference is a nightmare, because, you know, she always wants to, like, look at the kids and talk to them, but it's, like, six in the morning here, seven, and, like, I love her, and I want her to see the kids, but I'm not fucking waking up, <laughs> it's, like, so she got to see him today, and we're making it work. We're making it work. But she's, you know, it's funny because when you FaceTime, I just look at her background and there's like some amazing museum. It's it's literally like a movie where like she's sitting down and she's at some cafe and there's like a castle behind her and she's drinking wine. And I'm like sitting there, you know, with fucking no shirt on home. Just like, oh my God, I want to go to fuck. I want to go to Europe really bad. But I'm happy for her. 
And it's been great because I'm able to hang out with my kids. I'm taking my kids out. I'm spending a lot of time with my kids. And my mom's been great because I've been doing shows, you know, a lot. And I got to drive all the way up an hour to drop the kids to my mom, then go an hour back to the city, and then go an hour at night, all hours at night. So I'm driving in the car like three or four hours a day. This has been kind of nuts. But I have the next few days off. My daughter's with my mother, and me and my son are hanging. I think I'm going to go take them to a movie today. I'll get into that when I talk about movies, but um, it's been cool, man. It's been really amazing to just hang out with my kids and take my kids somewhere, uh, anywhere. It has been great. Now, I've been taking my kids out to eat, and we go to different places. Now, I'm not a big fast food guy, but the kids love the chicken nuggets. Okay, so when I go to fast food places, and I told you, a lot of people were giving me shit. You guys were going, oh man, I listened to Paul Verzi's podcast, and he actually said McDonald's is healthy. Look it up, dick faces, okay? Look it up. If you go and you, you, you check the healthiest fast food places, McDonald's has salads, grilled chicken salads, wraps. They have the, some of the lowest calorie stuff. So when I go there, I get this Southwest salad, sometime, you know, or I'll get like a quick wrap, take out all the cheese. I have not had dairy. I haven't had dairy in going on since I was in Texas. So I'm going on like three weeks, maybe 5% of dairy. Like if, you know, if I can't avoid it, it's something very little, but I'm not eating cheese, nothing like that. Right. So I took my kids to Wendy's and I took them to McDonald's. Now, here's the problem with these places, okay? These fucking people that work in these places don't speak English or they're like a fucking 17-year-old high school chick who's more interested in talking about Miley Cyrus twerking with her co-workers rather than getting the order right. And here's the example. I don't get the french fries for the kids. I don't. You want to know why I don't? Because I fucking don't want my kids to look like half of these fat tub of shits that walk around our country. That's why. Okay? I do it because, first of all, my son doesn't like french fries. My daughter will eat anything. My daughter throws shit down like you you couldn't. I'm not even kidding, man. Like, every time I pick my daughter up, whether she's with my mother-in-law, my mother, or my wife... The same words come out of everyone's mouth. I've never seen a baby eat like this. My daughter throws shit down like you read about. She will eat a whole big Sicilian slice of pizza, then have a bowl of pasta, and then keep snacking. And her little stomach is distended. She turns into like this fat little Italian man out of nowhere. It's so funny. Like I, All she needs is a, a little wife beater and, and, a, and a gravy stain on her on her belly and you'd be like holy shit that looks like some fat prick named Angelo from the old country but anyway so I take my daughter and my son to Wendy's and I say don't give them the french fries please give them apples okay no problem that's not a problem sir oh my god she's so cute you ever get those workers Oh my God, she's so cute. And in my mind, I'm going, here's her mind. Oh my God, she's so cute. There goes my memory with those fries. 
I'm definitely going to give them fries because I can't fucking remember because my brain is so simple that I'm looking at a baby right now. And I'm totally going to forget. I'm totally going to forget what this guy just said to me. I know that he... I know that he said no fries and apples, but now my my simple mind just went to a baby and it means I'm probably going to put the fries in. That's what I'm thinking is going in her head. So I'm waiting there. And listen, it's nice. I don't want to be a mean jerk. It was nice that she was nice to my daughter and she thought my daughter was adorable, which my daughter is the cutest fucking thing on the planet, but I get it. You know, and women, let's be honest, women see a baby, especially a younger woman, they get like into it. I, I understand that, you know, like because a dude's not going to do that. There's not going to be some dude behind the 17 year old dude behind the counter at Wendy's going like, oh, my God. I mean, unless he takes dick in his face, you know, he's not he's not going to be like, oh, my God, <laughs> she is too much. She is, you know, a dude's not going to a straight dude's not going to do that. So I didn't mind, and I thought it was nice. So I get the four-piece nugget meal and substitute the fries for apples and get a milk. That's really not that bad. And I like to, you know, I take away as much grease of the of the nuggets as I can. So, and a lot of these places have the white meat chicken, so it's not that bad. I still don't love the idea of my kids eating chicken nuggets, but I try to make sure that they get the white meat ones and... You know, they like them. So when I was a kid, I had them and whatever. So sure enough, I get the bag and I have my daughter in my hand. I got to grab a, a high chair. My son is with me and um, it's, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. And then right when I get settled in, I look in the bag and guess what, everybody? Guess what's sitting right there at the bottom of the bag? Take a Take a guess. That's right. A little greasy bag of french fries so now i gotta make sure my daughter's strapped in the high chair make sure my son who's you know four and a half now he can watch her make sure he watches her just as i go to the counter and i keep an eye on him and i go hell yeah i just got to um i got i gotta just change this remember i said oh my god you did oh my god you did i'm so sorry like that's that shit is not acceptable that is unacceptable you know, I mean, I got pushed by somebody, that lady with Down syndrome, and I get that. Like, she doesn't know. But still, you got to talk to her. You know, now I go to Wendy's, and like every time I go to McDonald's, and the guy just ordered something simple in front of me, and this Spanish lady didn't understand him. And I get up there, it's like everything has to be simple. And I'm not saying this. This isn't some racist, like, oh, well, what? You don't think Latino? No, I don't. Fuck you. Okay, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, if you work at a job, I mean, McDonald's says billions and billions served, which is true. McDonald's gets packed, okay? Kids go in there for the Happy Meal. Parents bring their kids. Fat bastards love it in there. You know, it, it's just a big fucking shitty place to, for for people with no money, no health concerns, or children eat. That's what McDonald's is. And... You would think if they had that, they would have people who spoke crystal clear English, who understood things and got concepts. I said to the lady at McDonald's, you have a high chair. She goes, oh, like with that nervous smile, she goes, oh, I don't know. I go, you got a high chair for the baby? I don't, I don't know. 
Hold on, hold on. She had to go to a fucking manager. How do you do that? How do you go to a manager for something like that? It's, it's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't require that. I'm asking you, it's a high chair. What, what else? You know, I'm not saying food and I'm holding a fucking baby. Doesn't that high chair baby, like I'm kind of looking at the baby as I ask, like, do you have a place for me to put this tiny human being while we sit and eat, you know, because she clearly can't fit in a booth. I don't, let me see, let me, I don't like that little laugh, like it's okay that you're a fucking, you don't know it, like it's okay that it's kind of cute, you don't know, it's not, get your shit together, learn fucking English, or get in the back and mop, that's it, everybody should have an opportunity, every fucking, everybody should have a, every citizen in this country should be able to have a job, I'm not saying that, I'm saying, but have the right job, have the job that requires, or you know, you get a job that your talents can, can handle, and if you, and if communicating from your mouth is a problem, then maybe being the front person, or one of the front people at McDonald's, it doesn't make sense, so, Anyway, having a great time with the kids, it, it just really is frustrating. And when you go to the drive-thru, I always tell my son, my son is four years old and he knows the game. We play a game where I go, all right, dude, are they messing up the fries or not? And like he knows, he'll look in like he knows that like eight times out of 10, there's French fries in there. So then I got to give them back and I got to get the apples. And I'm not going to be nice about it anymore. I'm just going to be like, I almost want to say like, guys, how many times, like how many times does somebody say substitute apples with kids? I imagine I'm not the only good parent. I imagine I'm not the only one who's looking out, you know, nutrition wise for my family. You know, when you go there, I'm I'm assuming that there are some families that go like, I saw a guy there, well-dressed guy. Nice, nice guy. Guy was, well, I don't know if he's a nice guy, but I, you know, I could tell he was a nice guy because he was well-dressed. He was in really good shape. He was watching his two kids. He was like, you ever see somebody in McDonald's and you could tell like, it stood out that this man was dressed nice with his two kids. And it made me say, hey, that's what I like. You come in here, you're dressed nice. You got, you're not like one of these fucking animals that come in here. And he was, and I was watching what a, a, a nicely dressed father who was in shape would have his kids eating and what they were doing and they were eating, but I don't even think they were eating that bad, you know? And I was just like, wow, that guy gets it. Cause I think when you're a parent like that, you could see and you get it. But I, I'd imagine that like a lot of people do it yet. They still just are on such autopilot cause they don't care about their job. They don't care about what they're doing. So it's just like burger fries. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't do that sometimes because it's such a menial job probably to them that they're just putting it in and it's just, you know, I'm not shitting on you if you work at Burger King, but there's nothing better, or McDonald's, but there's nothing better, nothing better than when you go to a place like that and they're on it, right? Like, oh, have you tried our new thing? Oh, oh, sure, I'll make sure that that substitute goes for you, no problem. Is there anything else I could do for you? This is like, that's the shit. That's who you want there. That person's going to get promoted to manager, and then they're going to look themselves in the mirror and go, what the fuck am I doing at Wendy's? I need to be somewhere else. That's that's, that's the difference. Now, that is not my unacceptable for the week because I know I forgot my unacceptable last week. Don't think 
that you Verzi effectors, you listeners, don't think you know that I forgot that and I'm not going to mention it. No, I remember. Maybe sometimes that'll happen. Not often. I messed up last week. I remember um, publishing my uh, podcast and I remember going, oh shit, I didn't do an unacceptable. But I got one for you guys, okay? So speaking of um, taking the kids out and stuff, before uh, Stacy, my wife, went to Italy, one thing that I said that I was going to do was I had to take my son to a Yankee game. I wanted to take him to um, a night. I wanted to take him to a um, to a night game. And it worked out where I got a phone call and Joe Matarese, comedian Joe Matarese, friend of mine, you guys heard him on my podcast. And uh, if you listen to Fixing Joe, you've heard me on his. Um, I... Got a phone call from Matt Arise, and Matt Arise has a son who's a year older than my son, Lucas. My son, Lucas, is four and a half, and his son, Luke, that's right, Luke and Lucas, uh, his son, Luke, is five. So he says, hey, I got four tickets to the Yankee game tonight. Luke and I are going, and no, you know, we, were, we thought it would be a great idea, and everybody thought it would be a great idea if you and Lucas could go. So... I was like, all right, let me move some things around. I had to move some things around, and I, I was, you know, I had something scheduled. So I was like, let me see what I could do, because my plan was to take Lucas alone the next day. But I'm like, oh, it might be a great experience for him because he gets along with Luke, and they know each other, and they played, and they actually recently played the the Sunday, the previous Sunday, at my house. So I decide that we're gonna do that. We go, and we go to the game. And it was amazing. Like the look on my son's face when he saw the field. He can't fully understand the game, but I told him that when I was little, I went. And, you know, I mean, I was probably in first or second grade. So, like, I went when I was older than him, much older. I was, I was like, I was like two and a half years older than him, maybe three. So he's going as, as really, really young, but he gets it. You know, he got it. He understood it. He, you know, he knew like when one team was up to bat and the other team had to stop the ball. You know, he knew certain things, but he had such a great time. And it's so funny because when you take a little kid, it's just you get up all the time. Like you don't watch the game. It's going to the bathroom. It's getting food. It's talking to them. They're not paying attention. But then when they do pay attention, it's great. Unfortunately, the game we took them to, there were two highlights. One was a great catch by Soriano in the outfield and um, a sliding double by my boy Robinson Cano. So that was really the only thing to cheer for during this thing. And that sucked. So he only got to hear the crowd kind of go nuts. They got shut out, I think, or they they might have um did they get shut out? Yeah, it was just shitty. It was just a really bad game for, you know, for to go to for your first game, but had a great time. Now, here's the unacceptable part. It was Mariano all right, I'm gonna actually, you know, before I even tell you guys this, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to what happened. So in the middle of the game, fourth, fifth inning, middle. Okay, no one. I go, I get up to go to the bathroom, and not hundreds, thousands of people, thousands of grown adults, are standing on a line, like wrapping around like where the concessions are, and I'm going, what the fuck is everybody, not everybody could be eating right now, like, why is everybody standing here, why are all these people here, what's going on, what's going on, now, it was Mariano bobblehead night, and Mariano was only going to be there, like, I think, two more days, or one more day, no, two more days, so, 
Apparently, the first 18,000 fans got a voucher to get this bobblehead doll. And when I tell you, you would have thought these people were in line. Now, let me tell you something. Mariano Rivera is one of the greatest Yankees of all time. In my opinion, he's been the most important Yankee, and he's been the most valuable Yankee, maybe you could say since Babe Ruth. And I know that's a big statement, but when you look at it, he closed out every game of the World Series that he, I mean, every every closing winning game he got the last out on. He's got five World Series rings, okay? And he is the reason they got to the postseason all those years, too. I mean, his, his pitching dominance was so amazing that I think now, in this era of baseball, he's been the most valuable as anybody has been to the Yankees in history. So I get it. I love watching him. It was like watching a robot. It was fuck. It was a joke. He he just absolutely shit on batters. Made them break their bats. They knew what was coming. They couldn't hit. It was a joke. It was an absolute joke. But it's a bobblehead. You can get it on eBay. Okay. And apparently people were saying, oh, you could sell it on eBay for like three times as much. You're gonna wait online. Thousands of people and miss a ball game because they're giving a toy away. You're a grown adult. Show your children a little better than that. All you got to do, because you know people are going to sell it on eBay. So what? Spend a little more on it. You fucking, like, grown adults. Oh, we got to get a bobblehead. I'm not even kidding around. Grown fucking people were standing there like, I'm a fan, and I get it, but come on. It's a plastic bobblehead. You don't think they're going to be selling them somewhere? You don't think, and even if they don't, you could get them on eBay. You're going to be able to get them. And these people are lined up, thousands of people missing the game. Now, granted, it was a great game to miss if you were doing that. Absolutely unacceptable. That grown adults, parents, are standing on this line excited to get a box with a little fucking bobblehead doll of a pitcher. It's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's it, it's it's insulting. To it's embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. Did you get your bobbleheads? Did you get your bobbleheads? No, I didn't get my fucking bobblehead because I'm not eight years old. Give a shit about a bobblehead? If I really want a bobblehead that bad, I'll pay twice what it's worth to get it on eBay. How about that? How about I sit down and I enjoy this game and I enjoy the food and I enjoy being with my son in this amazing atmosphere? How about that? Instead of standing online like somebody who's getting getting a fucking voucher... To, to, to get a million dollars. It was it was sad and unfortunate. Unacceptable for the week. And while I'm on that, these people need to, grown adults need to stop going on Twitter talking about TV shows like Breaking Bad. I get it. If you like the show, that's awesome. But like to go as far as like to tweet something about it and to be like, it's 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 silly. Does not does anybody have nothing to do? Unless it's a joke. That's different. If you have a joke about it, like I'll always go with the joke. I mean, I'm a comedian. I get it. You're making fun of something. Going on Twitter, making fun of people that are tweeting about the show. But like, if you're dead serious, like I just, I can't understand somebody that like genuinely is like, puts food or popcorn and they're like, all right, we're going to watch X Factor and then we're going to watch this. I understand that like TV, but like you got to do something else. Like you can't always... Like, I think having one show is cool. Like, if you had, like, one show or two shows, 
You know, like I got into Ray Donovan. I, I, I could get, you know, I, you know, I could see how people got into Lost because it was a little intriguing. I mean, then it got crazy. Like getting into even like Breaking Bad's a great show. I get, but then to like go to mo- like social media and just try to get involved in conversations about it. When does it get a little like, wait a minute, I got a fucking job tomorrow and I have a family and this is fucking weird. At all, does it? I don't know. Anyway, get, waiting online for a bobblehead doll the way, and I'm doing it no justice. Like, I'm just telling you a bunch of people are in line to pick something up they got a voucher for. No, this was like, these people, thousands are like around the state. It was just, it was insanity. We're, we were looking at each other going, what's going on? Like, what could possibly be, what could, poss- what could this possibly be about? Like, is something, I'd have got on that line for like free beer. They were giving like some premium sausages and shit. I'd have got on. Like, oh, wow, we could easily, you know, throw a bag of Twizzlers with some fucking sausage and a beer for free. I'd be like, man, I might wait online for that. That's that's the shit. But like for a toy, I mean, and I, I maybe there's collectors and all that stuff, but just whatever. You know what you could have done? You could have had somebody, because some people had like a bunch of them. Could have just been like, hey, taking out a 50. Like, let's say it's worth 20 bucks. Just take out a 50 and be like, hey, I'll take that off your hands right now. If I, that's it. Done. Okay, so you spent $30 more, but you didn't wait online. You saw the rest of the game. You didn't hold in a piss for that long to get a toy. Unacceptable. But it was great to be there with my son, and uh, it, was, it was just a, so fun. And he was, they were, him and Luke were dancing in the back of the car. They were having a great time. And it's funny because when, you know, you see your little boy with another boy who's bigger... Like, my son totally was able to just get to that maturity level with him. And they had a great time. It was great. Uh, what can I say? It was great, everybody. I'm looking at here, here in my hands. If you hear my keys here. See, I got my keys here. And um, I bought yesterday something that goes on. I got a cigar puncher here. Because I got some Cubans. Some real Cubans, everybody. Real amazing cigars, and they say with the cigar you can't, you can't slice the back of it and smoke it. You got to punch the back of it, like they they got. So you got like a little, you know, you make a little hole and you got it. And I got this on my keychain. I got a good one, and you can't. You want like sulfur free matches and all kinds of stuff. You got to do a bunch of stuff, but cigars are my shit, and um, I just you look forward to it. It's awesome. I know it's not good. I know my. Wife doesn't like it, but, you know, I'm not doing it enough to get a problem, said everybody who's had a problem with anything. Let's move on here. What do we got to talk about next? Okay, here's what we can talk about. We, um, we're going to the movies. I think I'm going to take my son tonight because it's just me and my little man. Going to pick him up from school today. And I think I'm going to take him to see Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too. Now, he was too young to see Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the first one. But when I took him to see Turbo and then Airplane and these movies that I take him to, we saw the um, coming attraction for Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too, And the whole town is made of food and shit. 
And uh, that's how fat we are as a country that somebody had an idea of like, all right, listen, people love to eat. They love food and they love snacks. Let's make an imaginary world where everything is made of cake, food and shit. Like we need that in this country. It, you know. How could, you know, how come shit can't be made of like, I don't know. Why, why does a little kid have to look and, and you know, so, so now what's going to happen is he's going to look and this whole beautiful, magical wonderland of food and he's going to want cake and gummy bears and shit. And here's the thing. I love gummy bears and I love cake and frozen yogurt and all that shit. So I'm going to leave this movie and I'm going to wish it started raining meatballs and I want Twizzlers and shit. That's the problem. Ah. Cigars and cake. It's going to be the name of my album, Cigars and Cake. All right, here we go, everybody. Let's get into some sports. I haven't seen any movies, so I will let you guys know how cloudy with a chance of Meatballs 2 is. I never thought the day would come where I would say that I'm going to see that movie, but you know what? I'll have a good time with my son, so fuck off if you judgmental cocksuckers. Totally uncalled for. The New York football giants are 0-4, everybody. That's right. For the, I think it's the first time in my lifetime that I've seen the New York Giants. It is. The New York Giants are 0-4. They went into Kansas City, and at one point it was 10-7, and the Giants' defense looked good, and it looked like, okay, let's hold up, put the defense, and Eli's going to put some points on the board. We could not block for him. The offensive line did nothing. They got dominated by the defensive front of the Kansas City Chiefs and Kansas City's running game. I got to tell you, Kansas City looks good. I mean, they got the running game, the defense, the coach, the quarterback doesn't make mistakes. The Kansas City Chiefs, man, sleeper going to the playoffs, really good. And the Giants got the got the bad end of that matchup, man. They just it was crazy. And, you know, but I'm going to make a bold prediction here. That's right. I'm going to make a bold prediction here on the Verzi Effect podcast, episode 129. I'm your host, Paul Verzi. We're listening to this episode 29 on this beautiful, lovely, not a cloud in the sky, 77 degree day here. On, on a Tuesday, October 1st, I am going to make a prediction to my listeners right now. The New York football giants are not done. Here's what's going to happen, everybody. The Washington Redskins are 1-3. The Cowboys are 2-2. Two two. Okay. The division is terrible. Nobody's doing good. The Eagles are 1-3, just like the Redskins. Do you understand that this means if the Redskins lose and the Eagles lose and the Giants win, the Giants are one game out of first place, Depending, I guess depending on what the Cowboys do. So we're two games back, and I think the fact that the Giants see that and know that is what is going to motivate them 
It's not like everyone else is like 3-1 and one or 4-0 and oh and the Giants are 0-4 oh and, and they're already a quarter of the season back. Not the case. They're one game back of being in this race. Very simple. You take care of business. You beat the Eagles this week, okay, and you hope the Cowboys lose, and then you are one game back of first place. I think that they can do it. I think that they got the coach to get these guys together. Don't forget, you are talking about a two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback, MVP, Victor Cruz. Knicks looks like he still needs a little work. He's going to get better. I think the New York Giants are coming back. I'm not saying they're going to go and win 12 straight games, but you know what? I think they're going to make this interesting. I can see them winning the next two or three. I think they're going to win this Sunday to prevent going 0-5. I think they're going to beat up the Eagles. That's my prediction. They're going to beat the Eagles this week at Giants Stadium. They're going to beat them up. They're going to be revved up to go. They're going to get their first win. The crowd's going to be in it. And then they're going to go to Chicago and give Chicago a great game and um, probably lose a close one. But <laughs> I think the Giants could end up, you know, after eight games, I think they'll have maybe, you know, two, three wins under their belt. I, I can see them being, you know, three and five maybe. And then you never know. But uh, I'm not counting them out, and I think that this whole idea that they're one of the worst teams in the league, I think they're playing really bad. I think they have some growing pains, but I don't think they're one of the worst teams in the league, and I think they're going to come back. And I think the fact that the division is really bad, don't forget, I mean, nobody's talking about, I mean, the Redskins and the Eagles have only won one game this year. The Giants have won none, and they're in the same division. Okay, so see what happens. We'll see what happens. And listen, I know they have a lot of problems. I'm not saying they're going to go and become some world beaters and get to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's an experienced team with an experienced coach and quarterback. They, you know, and they, they don't want to go out like this, and they know that they're still very much in it. So that's my prediction. Now, speaking of New York Giants, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch this, but I wanted to talk about it. The um, Lawrence Taylor documentary called Life and Times of Lawrence Taylor. Um. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. This Lawrence Taylor, you can say what you want about him, okay? Um, in the documentary, it states that he never raped anybody. He didn't rape anybody. He did get escorts. The girl that he had sex with was five days. They did some kind of plea. She was five days before her legal birthday, and she lied to him, and he had no way to know. Um, I'm not trying to defend it. I'm not saying he's a great guy. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you the facts of what the documentary stated about rape. Because when I was talking about the documentary, people were like, why are people talking about him? He's a rapist. Guy's a bad person. He rapes people. Listen, he may be a drug addict. He may be an addict and, and, and be addicted to stuff. I get that. But to call somebody a rapist when you admitted that she lied to you about the age and it was five days before her birthday and then she changed what she said, I think that, you know, I think everybody deserves, you, you got to at least hear that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying anything else. I don't know the guy. Guy may be a terrible person. Putting all that shit aside, if you watched, putting that rape aside. <laughs> no, if you watch this documentary, Lawrence Taylor is a person that comes along once every 50 or 100 years. For better or for worse, this guy was an absolute fucking rare animal. This guy, the shit that this guy did, what he lived through, what he put his body through, 
and you're just watching the documentary and he's smoking cigars and he's playing golf and you're just listening to the stories of what happened and they show one game where he like ripped his pectoral muscles off his bone or like he just ripped his chest up or whatever and he's wincing in agony like rocking back and forth in agony on the bench to the point where like he could un- the pain was unbearable and because he loved Parcells he just told him like just so they put like this wrap around his chest and they tied it up and he went back in the game and they said like they could hear him like wincing in pain and everything and like how can he physically be out there and the ball would get snapped and he would like disrupt it or do something trip up and uh, Parcells was like that was the greatest game like not his greatest game statistically but what he did that was the greatest he's ever been it was the best game he's ever had like it was insane like that it was it was unbelievable it really, really was. And, you know, he's talking. He said, like, Parcells is the only guy that he would uh, do that do that for. You know, he said he's, he's the only guy to do that for. And, you know, that, that he would do that for. And you could tell that they had a bond. But this guy was just... And he had a little Italian friend named Dino in it. And Dino was saying some of the funny... He's like, anybody else be dead. Not this guy. Anybody else would be dead, but you could tell he's a real friend and he's been there for him through all the shit. And um, they play golf together and stuff. But just whether you like him or not, if you like documentaries and you like to see a a really exceptional life, like I said, you know, whether it's notorious, you know, good or bad, this guy was, then you see him at his daughter's wedding just crying. He's crying because he knew that he wasn't there properly. And, you know, that he, you know, he's, he's had other kids with other women and stuff. I mean, but this guy was just like, like an animal. Like he would, he would, he would do blow and party Monday through Saturday and be so fucking out of it and really not even know or care who the Giants were playing and just show up to the game and shit on people, destroy people. There's all these amazing stories that he didn't even know, like, he didn't even know the record sometimes. He didn't even know the name of the opponent's team. I heard a great story. Somebody told me that he was like, yeah, what's that team down in Louisiana that we're playing? And they, they were like, yeah, Lawrence, that's the Saints, man. That's like, that's how out of it, like, how great of a story is that? Like, he didn't even know. All he did was line up and just do one thing, harass and destroy everything in the backfield that had the ball or didn't. Just the guy was unbelievable. They said he told us one story. He was like, Yeah, they checked my piss and it failed. And he goes, But the funny thing was, it wasn't my pee. Like, I didn't piss in the cup. Somebody else did it for me and they failed. And I got suspended. He's like, But I'm glad it wasn't my piss because if it was my piss, they would have suspended me for 200 years or something. He said, Or he goes, I'd have been banned for life if they, if they would have checked. You realize that this guy was probably smoking crack and doing cocaine and getting fucked up and drinking and then would just show up to Giant Stadium late for a game and then when the ga- and then just get in the game and just completely dominate and be the best player on the field. You know how insane that is? And then go out and do it more. Oh my god. You got to watch it. It's called LT Life and Times. It's a documentary on Showtime. It's probably on demand. Just watch it. Do yourself a favor and watch this guy because this guy was on a whole other level, whole other thing. 
I mean, you just look at and, and the fact that a guy can be that big, that fast, put his body through that, and now all he does is he plays golf, he smokes cigars. He was joking. He's like, listen, if it's between a woman and golf or my wife and golf, I'm taking golf every time. And you know, he was like, you could tell he was like kind of half joking, but you could tell that like he would never give up golf. And watching this thing made me want to smoke a cigar and play golf, which are two things that I love to do anyway now. So uh, I recommend it. It's, it's, I mean, not just for a giant fan, anybody in sports. If you were a New York sports fan, it's great. But if you're just an a, a, a sport, I mean, a, a fan of sports and athletes on every different level and all kinds of, you know, type of sports, it's a documentary you got to watch. LT Life and Times. No, they're not paying me. I wish they were paying me to plug it, but you got to watch it. Um, so that's it. The rest of my day will be hanging with my son, playing, going to the movies. By the way, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are back, everybody. Did you know that? I don't know. Like, it just, it went away for a while. And now Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, is my son's shit. It's like, it used to be Cars. And he still likes that a little bit. But now it's like, Leonardo and Raphael. And like, you know, he he doesn't like Donatello that much. I don't know why. I think it's because the band is purple. But he, Raphael, he likes the most, he says, because he fights the most. He likes Leonardo because Leonardo's the leader. And he likes Michelangelo because Michelangelo has nunchucks and likes pizza and is the youngest. Um, isn't it funny how even a young age like that, they shit on the nerds because Donatello's like the smart, techie one. And my son's like, yeah, fuck that. I want the guy that fights. But he's into it and he's got all these, you know, he's got all these figures now and the, the toys are really cool. They actually remind me of like when I was, um, you know, playing with toys. Because the He-Man figure was simple. It was just this little ripped six-pack guy with an awful haircut. And he just would hold a sword and he would sit on his lion or his cat, whatever it was. And it was cool. And that's what these Ninja Turtles do. The Ninja Turtles are like more flexible. They could do stuff. But they got these cool weapons. And I watched the movie with my son. You know. Those toys were cool, man. Back in the day, there were some really good ones. But now, I mean, now it's just on another level. But I, And they're making a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for 2014. So, And my son's going to be a Ninja Turtle for Halloween. So it's over. It's the whole Ninja Turtle phase now. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We watched an animated movie that they made in 97. But then we watched the, the first Ninja Turtle movie. Like with humans in it. You remember that one where they... And um, it was just so funny because it was so simple and bad. Like how like the crime in the street were just like these kids running around grabbing purses and running. And then you'd see a news clip going, the city's being taken over by crime. Like it was so, such a bad movie. But when the kids see the turtles, like it's just the turtles kicking the shit out of the bad people. And, you know, it was great. And I'm enjoy- I'm enjoying watching him go through it. You know, watching him go, like, get get into that little mature phase and, and going through, like, the cool toy stuff. We had um, He-Man. I had Castle Grayskull. Oh, man, when I graduated kindergarten, that was insane. What about um, Voltron was awesome. Uh, what's the one, the lion one? Fucking uh, Thundercats. Thundercats? Yeah, Thundercats and Voltron was awesome. Voltron, like, they all connected into one robot. That was that was the shit, like, Transformer-type stuff. But 
my son's now into Transformers and and Ninja Turtles. So, um, oh, I had an incident that I, I I needed to talk about. This was really scary. I was like, oh, I got to talk about this on the podcast. Uh, all right, and then I'll get to the plugs, and I'll get you guys out of here. Having fun. I feel like I haven't even been doing this. I'm having fun. Hope you guys are having fun. Versus Effect Podcast, episode 129. I'm getting new equipment for the podcast where I can actually go into the city or and, and have be able to interview people and so I don't have to take all of my stuff. I don't have to take the you know the stationary mic or I don't have to take my laptop all over the place. So I will have guests on. I didn't forget that. There's going to be guests this year. It's just, uh, or going into next year, it's just I need to get the right equipment because I live far away now. People coming up here. You know, a glass of a glass of fucking iced tea and lunch. I don't think is gonna do it. Make people come for an hour, so an hour drive. But I, I will be doing that. But so I'm at my mother's house, and my mother has a lot of hardwood floors. And my daughter is standing there. This was really scary. Like looking back now, I could kind of laugh at it, but at the time, it was insane. So what I did was um, I'm playing with my little girl and she's smiling and I run and I pick her up under her arms with both hands and I'm swinging her back and forth while running. So I'm running towards the couch, you know, with like a good 10, 15 yards before me in the couch and her and I'm swinging her and she's laughing and then right as I was getting to the couch, I was going to cut right. Like I was just going to go boom and cut right into my mom's kitchen and then blah, stop and put her down and we would laugh and have a good time. And right as I cut right, my fucking sock, my right leg just gives out and I'm going fast. And now this was the crazy thing. I know I'm going down. I had one second to think about it, not even. I know I'm going down. My feet give out. And I start heading down. Now, my first instinct, because I'm going down so hard and fast, is, is there a way... My first thing was, get rid of your daughter. But, like, not her. Just, like, get rid of what's in your hands. That was the instinct of a human. Like, this way, I could brace myself. So, I'm like, all right, if I put her over here, she's I, I can't put her down. I'm going down too fast. So, all of this happened in a split second. And then I'm realizing, as I'm going down, there's nowhere to put her without her getting really hurt. You have to just take this fall. So I hold my daughter up and I fall down and my right leg and the side of my knee just smack on the floor so hard. And I held my daughter up and I fall down really hard and my daughter starts crying because she's scared. She didn't get hurt. She was fine. Nothing bothered her, but she was scared. And I just had to like put her down and let her walk away. And I'm laying there and I'm going, my, my leg's broken. Like I felt burning my knee and like the bone was not only did it feel bruised, but something was really wrong and I couldn't really move it and I couldn't stand it. I'm going, oh shit, man, this is bad. So my son sees it and he throws down his toy. He told me a million times, you don't remember what I did? Because he was playing with cups and he threw the cups down and he came to help me. So after that, he goes, no, here's what I did, guys. Here's what I did. Daddy fell, and then here's what I did. And he reenacted throwing his cups down, going, I don't care about the cups, I'm going to go help you, which is the cutest thing, and he's the best. But my mom came in, and my son came in, and I, I was slow getting up, and I thought my leg might have been broken, and that I would have to go get some x-rays on it. And it burned, and I was limping, and I was like, this isn't right. My daughter got over it and was fine. You know, She didn't really know what happened or what could have happened. 
And then um, the next day I woke up and I was like, I couldn't move my leg. I had burning pains in my leg and my knee. And I was like, there's a bone is chipped. And, um, but I, it ended up being just really bad bruise. And uh, each day it's getting better. I'm touching it right now and it's still a little sore and tender, but it's getting better. No breaks, uh, no ligament, things like that. Uh, thank God. So, but really scary shit. And it was, it was just one of those things where when you're running, you don't realize, like, you could just fall. Like, and that's happened before, like, where you hear something horrible, like, yeah, they fell and hit their head and died. And you're just like, that's so awful, but how can that happen? But you got to really, like, anything, you got to really watch. Because it just made me realize, like, I could have broken my leg there, been laid up for six weeks probably not be able to perform and do my job or if I did I'd have to take a long time to get to the stage with crutches man that would have been that would have sucked so I guess the moral of the story is don't run on a hardwood floor pretty fast with socks on while holding your precious one and a half year old daughter let's get into some plugs everybody what we talk about we talked about some fast food here Right? We talked about uh, taking my son to the Yankee game. We talked about the weather change. We talked about the the LT documentary. The Giants make I made a little prediction with the Giants. Now we're getting some plug. Talk about some toys. How about that? Talk about Ninja Turtles and He Man and shit on the podcast, along with McDonald's and everything else. Is this bringing you back, everybody? Bringing you back to the days you'd go in the yard and you'd play with your friends and things. People weren't fat and. Here we go. Plugs. Oh, check me out this Thursday. I made another appearance on Bobby Kelly's podcast, the YKWD, you know what, dude, podcast. I um, made an, uh, uh, did a one-on-one with him because what Bobby likes to do is have like four or five comedians on and talk. If you know the, you know, you know the, it's kind of like a, a round table type. No, you know what I mean. It's just a bunch of comedians, a bunch of microphones and all kinds of shit like that. Uh, what he did was I came into the city to do a gig and he said, hey, Verzi, let's do a one-on-one with you. Sometimes on Thursdays, I do like a one-on-one profile with a comedian and I did it with him and uh, we taped it and I it will be up on Thursday. So please check me out and listen. We had an hour and a half conversation. We talked everything from massage parlors and um, me thinking I got tricked by a transvestite which happened to be a woman the whole time but me being paranoid we talked about that all the way up to being a a comic with kids and living in the suburbs and uh, how comedians without kids and families treat you and and certain things is really good good stuff so please check the um, you know what dude podcast with uh, Bobby Kelly and myself. That will be on Thursday. Uh, what else do I have here? I have... Um, what do I have here going on? Let's see. I just got my dates, for my October dates. So my October dates for uh, Stand Up New York on the Upper West Side and The Stand on the Lower East Side. Those will be coming out, going on the road. Again, if you are down south, please come and see me and Jason Lawhead. October 22nd to the 26th, I will be at Carolina Comedy Club, which is located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. 
We're going to go down there. We're going to eat some cheeseburgers where the buns are glazed donuts. They do that shit down there. Isn't that insane? They have a, a double bacon cheeseburger where the bread is two glazed donuts. Uh, it's delicious. Tell you that right now. Yankees don't know nothing about that shit, huh? So we're going to eat that stuff. No, I'm not eating that. But we're going to go down there. Please come out to the show. We're going to have a good time. Me and the one they call Lawhead. It should be a blast. I always have a good time with him. I'm going to be doing shows in the city before that. And I apologize to anybody that tuned into the Artie Lang show and I wasn't on. Uh, that rescheduling was my doing. It was not theirs. I had to change it. And then um, they tried to get me on tonight at midnight, but that doesn't work either. But I will be back on the audience channel on DirecTV and, uh, or, or, a serious, or, or satellite radio um, on the Artie Lang show again, coming up soon. I'll let you guys know when that is, but all the other dates in the city, uh, will be, you know, on the website and, uh, I will be in DC, the Beacon Theater and, uh, the Tower Theater in Philly. So we got, uh, DC, New York and Philly all on the 7th, 8th and 9th opening for Bill Burr. And that is the week after I'm headlining the 22nd through the 26th of October in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Please come out to those shows. We're going to have a great time. We actually may be selling something funny together, me and Lawhead. So so come out there. Okay, and you're going to have a good time. And uh, yeah, we're going to go to the beach. So that's pretty much it. Like I said, the new dates will be up there. And that's, that's, that's it. Uh, next week is... Oh, Lawhead's going to be coming to my house. Lawhead's coming to my house first, I think on the 15th, and we're going to do some shows, and then we're going to head out to Boston, see my buddy Bill Burr get married, that's going to be great, and we're going to enjoy that, and then a couple days later, we go down to Myrtle Beach, so there you have it, everybody, that's the podcast, episode 129, continue with the uh, kind words and the comments and all that stuff, and um, that's it, if you want me to talk about anything if there's anything you want me to help you with because i'm here for you i can help you what do you got what are you having problems with having problems with your girl i help you you having problems with your sex life i probably can't but you having problems with your girl i could help you if you're having problems at work i can help you if you work at a job I'm going to end it on this. I was thinking about this yesterday. I might go into this more next week. But if you work at a job and you get written up for taking lunch too long, you got to leave the job. You should actually test. Here's what I want everybody to do and then tell me if how it went down. I want you to test your bosses, your managers, your supervisors, you know, the the owners. This is what I want you to do. If you whatever job that you do, And however long of lunch you have, let's say they give you a half hour lunch, come back in 35. Let's say they give you an hour lunch, come back in 65 minutes. Okay, just give it that extra five minutes. Give it that extra five minutes and then you see what they say. And if they never say anything to you, it's okay. Come back an hour and two minutes, an hour and three minutes, just enough for them to know it was it was really close to the hour. And if they give you shit for it, it's a fucking, it's a prison cell, it's slavery. 
Fuck them. Oh, no, but that's the rules. That's what they're paying me a salary for. That's horse shit. That's modern day slavery. That's what that is. What happens if the Verzi Effect podcast goes on? Because right now, okay, I'm at 59 minutes and 23, 24, 25 seconds. Okay, so now I'm about a half a minute away from having this thing be exactly an hour for today's episode. But let's just say I did an hour and 17 minutes and you were at lunch enjoying it. Are you going to stop it and then the last 17 minutes have to kind of like sneak in? That's bullshit. Not because it's my show. And let's be honest, it's a great show. It's a great podcast. I mean, I'm nailing it on a consistent level. You know it and I know it. It's The formula works and that's just, just what happens. You know, I'm going to get a couple of guests on here and I'm going to take this bitch to the next level. That's what I do. But it's not about me. This is about your job. I'm trying to help you. Modern day slavery. Tell you how, when you got to work, how many calls you got to make, how long your lunch is. It's basically like going to a prison facility that owns you and tells you what to do, but they give you enough money so you have a place to live and you have to keep coming back. Do your own thing, everybody. Run your own shit. That's, that's, that's the point. But I'll help you with that. Talk to me. Let me know if you agree. Let's get interactive here. Come on. Go to my Facebook. Come on. Go to my Facebook and just message me on Facebook. If you have Facebook, if you don't have Facebook, get Facebook and just become my friend and I'll talk to you that way and I'll talk about your shit online. How about that? I'm here for you. This is the Verzi Effect Podcast. My name is Paul Verzi. Check me out at a comedy show. Documentary movie. We're working on it. Should be coming soon. First album. Coming soon. I'm here for you. Verzi Effect Podcast. Episode 129. I'm out of here. Check out paulverzi.com for any new dates. Go to my Twitter. Follow me at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. I'm going to go hang out with my son today. Have a good time. Check me out on Bobby Kelly's podcast this Thursday, the YKWD. You know what, dude? And uh, get me, um, come and see me in Myrtle Beach, October 22nd through the 26th with Jason Lawhead. Thanks, everybody. Go Giants. They're going to win this week. And uh, Nick's training camp's coming. We'll be talking about that soon, too. Later.